What's up everyone? Good morning and welcome to our online Water's Edge worship experience once again. Thank you so very much for tuning in and hanging out with us today. For those of you that continue to tune in and like and share these online worship experiences with your circle of influence, thank you so very much for doing that. Continue to do that. We have people that continue to tune in from all over the place and they find it very helpful. Thank you so very much for worshiping with us in that way. Also, for those of you that continue to worship with us on Online through generosity and giving, maybe meeting our new $10 challenge. Thank you so very much for doing that. Continue to do that. You allow this ministry to continue to go forward as we counsel people, help people, love on people, feed people, shelter people, serve people, and make the love of Jesus visible to our city through servanthood projects, all because of your giving and your generosity. Thank you so, so very much for doing that. We love you all. Today we finish up with our current series, and this series has been called Heat Wave. And honestly, like I've told you over the past few weeks, I just wanted this to be a renewal for our soul and a revival for our faith type of series because this series has been all about getting our personal endurance, focus, intimacy, worship, and craving back for God, back for the things of God, and back for showing people the love of God. And so today we finish up. The first week we talked about the first principle that God uses to show up in our life, to work in our life, to change our life, and to help us. Sometimes we just need help in this life. And so God gave us these principles. And if we apply these laws to our life, this is what opens up the door and lays the foundation for God to move in our life and to help Help us. The first principle was this belief. Your life will never change until you first believe that it can. Jesus calls us in the Gospels to believe, and He calls us believers, so we have to believe. The second principle was this that's courage. You'll never find the best version of yourself stuck inside that boat. Have some courage, get out of the boat, take a step. That opens up the door for God to help you and to work in your life and to change your life. The third principle that we talked about was this. We really have to work on transforming ourselves to becoming a person of peace. The New Testament teaches us to live at peace with all people. Our God is the God of peace and he turns us into peaceful people. So if you want God to work in your life, then you have to follow suit and become like him. Jesus is is peace and we have to work on becoming peaceful people and then last week we talked about this we face attacks in this life and battles in this life and temptations and struggles in this life and instead of reacting we have to go on the attack and we have to attack with truth and the love of God and the word of God and so the fourth principle was this if you want God to help you and move in your life stop reacting Stop reacting in anger, fear, anxiety, depression to your battles, panic to your battles, giving up to your battles and start attacking them with wisdom and the spirit and with faith and with the word of God. And so today we move on and we finish up with our last principle. Now, a few years ago, before the hurricanes rolled through and destroyed everything, a few years ago, I used to work out at this certain gym downtown. And every time I would go work out in this gym, they were always playing music over the loudspeakers. But most of the people working out in the gym would bring their headphones and the reason why they would bring their headphones is so they could listen to their own music 
and not the music that the gym was playing. And every time I would go in, I would see all these people listening to their headphones. I never would. I didn't like bringing headphones. To me, they got in the way. So I would just listen to the music that the gym was playing over the loudspeakers. But many people wouldn't do that. And a few years ago, there was this one guy who would always bring his headphones in, and he was very noticeable. He was about six foot four. He was about 250 pounds of solid muscle. And it looked like he probably had played football for McNeese. And every time he came into the gym, he had his headphones on. And I always knew what songs he was listening to because not only was he listening to the songs, but he was also singing them out loud. So I always knew what he was listening to because he didn't care who was around him. He was singing whatever he was hearing in his headphones at the top of his lungs, at the top of his voice. And he just did not care if you liked it or not, if it got on your nerves or not. He didn't care. He was dancing around the gym, just having a good time, minding his own business, listening to his music. And one day I went in there and he was on the elliptical and this old man was in there and he kind of looked uptight, to be honest with you. He got on the elliptical next to this big guy and this big guy had his headphones on and he was singing at the top of his lungs. And I could tell the old man was getting annoyed because he kept giving the big guy dirty looks. And the big guy, I noticed, could tell the old man was getting annoyed because he noticed the old man giving him dirty looks. And I saw a look on the big man's face, and this was the look on his face. I don't care. What's this guy going to do to me anyway? There's nothing he can do about it. And so this guy just sang louder and louder. The big guy just sang louder and louder and louder. And that's the beauty of headphones. Headphones allow you to hear only what you want to hear. They allow you to listen to only what you want to listen to. And they also allow you to block out all the other noise and voices that you don't want to hear. And they also allow you to ignore and block out all of the reactions to all the noise that you're making. Let me say that again. Headphones allow you to block out all the noise that you don't want to hear, but they also allow you to ignore and block out all the reactions and the noise that people have to all the noise that you're making. And sometimes I think we need to live our life the same way. There are certain encouragements that we need to hear in this life. There are certain encouragements that we want to hear in this life. Voices that build up your faith. Voices that build up your hope. Voices that build up your peace and your love. And we need to figure out how to turn those voices up louder and louder and hotter and hotter and to turn down all the negativity in our life but also sometimes we need to block out and forget about everyone else's negativity in our life and their opinions about our life and their discouragements about our life or their approval or their lack of approval about our life and we need to focus on Jesus and how much he loves us. Now negativity can show up in our life in different ways. We grow negative because of loneliness. We grow negative because of worry. We grow negative because of hurt, heartache, pain, weakness, frustration, uncertainty, depression. But the negativity that I want to talk to you about today is this. If you're still with me, Sam's still with you. It's feeling inadequate or inadequacy. It's that constant negative feeling that you're not good enough. It's that constant negative feeling that you don't measure up, that you're rejectable. You remember your first breakup and what it did to you. You remember that first time you made a bad grade and your teacher made you feel stupid. You remember the first time you had friends reject you so they could be friends with people they thought was cooler. You remember the first time you got fired from a job or something happened and you got laid off or let go. You remember that time when someone made you 
feel worthless, whether it was a teacher or a coach or a boss or a parent or a spouse or someone that you were dating or a church or an ex in this life, pain has happened to us. And so because of that, we carry around this constant fear of rejection, this constant fear of feeling not good enough and this constant fear of always feeling inadequate. And we all want to feel better about our life today. We want to feel better about our relationships today. We want to feel better about our past and about our shame and about our guilt today. We want to feel better about our struggles and our battles and our mountains and our giants today. We want to feel better about our kids and how we parent today. We want to feel better about our faith in Jesus and our relationships today. We want to feel better about our walk with God and our accomplishments today. But to do that, we usually fall into a trap. And this is what it is. And notice this today. If you're still with me, say I'm still with you. It's something that I call the comparison trap. To feel better about ourselves, we usually carry around a list of standards that we think we have to measure up to. The problem is we don't get those standards from God's spirit and God's love. We usually get that list of standards by comparing ourselves to the lives and sometimes the social medias of other people. And so for most people, in order to feel good enough, we feel like we need this and notice this today. We need the approval of other people. For most of us, feeling inadequate and not good enough is created by what we think is the lack of approval in our life and that lack of approval is from other people. We start to feel not good enough because we don't get enough approval from other people about the job that we do, about the way that we look, about the decisions that we make, about how much money that we have or how much money that we're making, about our personality, about our accomplishments. The other people that we want approval from could be anyone too. It could be a parent. It could be a spouse, it could be a church, it could be a friend group, it could be people you go to school with, it could be your peers. Let me ask you a question. What would it take to make you feel good enough today? How much approval do you need and will it ever be enough? How much approval from society do you need and do you actually think it'll ever be enough? Probably not. What a negative way to live. And so we do all sorts of things to mask and to cover up feeling not good enough. We tear others down. We compare ourselves to other people. We gossip. We blame other people. We make excuses. We play the victim. We self-deprecate. We self-deprecate. Excuse me. We manipulate other people to make them feel bad and to make them feel sorry for us and the negativity in our life just gets turned up hotter and hotter and hotter and the positivity in our life that builds our faith just gets turned down lower and lower and so as we move on today and look at Jesus notice this next thought if you're still with me Sam's still with you we want to feel adequate so we can feel significant when in reality understanding how significant you are should decide how adequate you feel let me say it this way People don't feel significant. They don't feel like their life is worth anything because they don't feel approved or good enough by other people when the truth is your life is significant to God and that should decide how adequate you feel. Let me say that again. Many people don't feel significant 
because they're not getting the approval that they crave from other people. When the fact is your life is already significant to God and that should decide how adequate you feel. And the fact is this, we see our significance to God on the cross. Notice this today in John chapter 19, starting in verse 28. Jesus knew that his mission was now finished and to fulfill scripture, he said, I am thirsty. Do you see where it says his mission was now finished? That means that Jesus came to accomplish something. He came with a purpose. He came with a mission. He came with a job to do. And that was to die for you and I on the cross. That was to forgive us of our sins. That was to purchase us. That was to adopt us. That was to cancel our debt. And that was to give us new and rich and a changed, abundant life of discipleship here on earth right now here today he came with a mission verse 29 a jar of sour wine was sitting there so they soaked a sponge in it put it on a hyssop branch and held it up to his lips when Jesus had tasted it he said it is finished then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit I want us to focus on that last thing that Jesus said as he's dying on the cross in verse 30. He said, it is finished. Now, you got to understand that this term, it is finished, is a banking term. And this is what it means. It means the debt is completely canceled. It is canceled. It is erased. It is forgiven. It is gone. It is finished. It is completely Paid for. When Jesus died on the cross, he paid for our past and our sins and our life and our guilt and our shame and our future fully. He purchased us, adopted us as his children fully. The message of the cross is this, and notice this today. If you're still with me, Sam's still with you. The cross says that you and I are loved and approved by God because of Jesus. And do you know what that means? It means this. It means that Jesus died for all of us, and all of us are significant to God no matter what. Let me put it this way, and notice this next observation, and I love this observation. I hope on to this every single day. Jesus hanging on the cross lets us know that God is hanging on to us forever. Let me say that again. When we see Jesus hanging on the cross, that lets us know that God by his love is hanging on to us forever. The cross tells you that God loves you and he's not letting you go. God craves you and he's not letting you go. He wants you. He can use you. He has a plan for your life and he's not letting you go. He forgives you you. He adopts you. He's holding on to you and he's never letting you go. And that means that you're significant to God and that is all the approval that you need. I want you to think about this question today and notice this. What would happen if you stopped living for approval and you started living because you're already loved and approved by God? This is what would happen. You would turn up the heat hotter and hotter and hotter in your life of positivity like a heat wave and you would turn down all the negativity in your soul and in your heart. It would be like putting your headphones on. You could finally listen to all the faith building voices that you want to listen to and that you need to listen to. Voices like God's spirit and God's love building up your faith and your hope and your love and your compassion and your purpose and your strength and your endurance. And you could finally forget about what other people think about you because they can't decide for God anyway. You could finally forget about other people's 
people's opinions about you and what they say about you because they can't decide for God anyway. And you can finally forget about other people's approval or disapproval of you because they can't decide for you anyway. Jesus hanging on the cross lets us know that God is hanging on to us. People will reject you and not like you for who you are and for who you are not. People will disapprove of you for two reasons, for who you are and for who you are not. And so you always better make sure that you just be who you are in Jesus Christ. What happens if we keep trying to live our life for the approval of other people? What happens if you keep living this way? This is what happens. You give them a job to do that only God can do in your life. When you live your life for the approval of other people, you give them a job to do that only Jesus can accomplish in your soul and they will always make you feel not good enough and so how do we open up the door for self-renewal how do we open up the door for personal revival in our faith heart and spirit what's the final principle that opens up the door for God to help us and work in our life and it turns up the heat of God's love in our life this is what it is if you're ready for it say I'm ready you got to stop living for the approval of other people and start just living for the approval of Jesus. Stop living for the approval and the applause of other people. And find your rest, hope, and significance in Jesus Christ. And that opens up the door for God to love on you, help you, and move and work in your life. Thank you so very much for hanging out with us today. We cannot wait to see you back next week. Stay tuned for the Amazing Water's Edge Band and come see us back live and in person, 9.30 and 11.15. We love you all.